Welcome back to Movie Rivals. Let's just jump right into it um, with what we want to talk about. Um, I think, yeah, you wanted to start with Thor, Love and Thunder. I just saw that last night. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, what were your thoughts um, and how much did you like it? Um, I gave it three and a half out of five stars. It's just an average Marvel movie. I liked the Marvel movie, so I liked it. It was funny, but it just, I don't know, the villain doesn't fit the movie. You've got a really dark horror movie of an F villain in the middle of a comedy. And I feel like the tone clashes there. I feel like they just thought of a bunch of random stuff. It doesn't feel like cohesive the way it bounces through the film. But all in all, still had a good time watching it. What do you think? I liked it, uh, I think, way far better than Ragnarok. And to me, it's my favorite Thor movie. Um, Wow. I don't know what everybody (laughs) is talking about. (laughs) This movie was much better than Ragnarok, in my opinion. Um, The villain, Christian Bale, killed it. This felt like it was good because it was a Thor-only problem. I wasn't watching this movie the whole time thinking, why isn't he going back to the Guardians? Or why isn't he going to Earth and trying to find some other heroes to help him? It felt like this was a nice story that was just for Thor. And yeah, I, I really liked it. I thought the, the villain's motivations made sense. He, This is a, a perfect cookie-cutter villain, in my opinion, as far as somebody who has just lost their way, somebody who isn't necessarily evil but has just been wronged and there is an object that is corrupting him uh, beyond his control and with those three things and that's kind of the same thing that happened in shang chi like he really wasn't evil he had a motivation for what he was doing with his wife and the rings kind of corrupted him not in the same way that the sword did obviously but it's just like Again, perfect. He didn't do anything crazy with the children because the children were just a a means to lure Thor there, which I thought was great. I liked the fact that we had um, What's-His-Name as the son. That was really cool. It it, it felt like this was an MC movie that was well-blended, but again, it was just Thor's own story. It made me laugh. And I did think that Christian Bill was pretty creepy and scary, especially with his eyes and that dark shot. Having them take the color out of that uh, scene and atmosphere was brilliant. I just really liked it. And yeah, I would rewatch this a million times before I would rewatch Ragnarok. In fact, I, I haven't rewatched Ragnarok. I, I watched Ragnarok once in the theater and I was good. To me, See? Ragnarok was trying way too hard to be funny. And this blended the funniness in with the movie a lot better than Ragnarok did, in my opinion. For me, the reason Ragnarok is more enjoyable is because its action scenes are more memorable. This movie has the problem of samey villains that they're just kind of slashing at. And it's surprising how much gore there is, even though it's all different colors, like, as long as the blood's not red, it's okay to be super gory, to slay tons of people. Disney, a family company. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I just, the 
fight between Thor and Hulk is way more memorable. The um, Thor and Valkyrie scene when they're jumping from ship to ship, that was just a visual spectacle that I enjoyed watching. Um, like I said, I feel like Christian Bell was a good villain, but he's a dark horror movie villain just put into a comedy. And I will say, I agree, I think your roommate's criticism is invalid. I didn't go to the Lost City and go, oh, I dislike it because it had rom-com elements. It was predictable. Right. No, I, I knew exactly what I was going to see when I went to see it, just like I did with this film. But stepping away from the comparisons to um, Ragnarok, because Ragnarok had a similar problem, I think with these films, they're trying to deal with very deep concepts and they're not giving the film enough room to deal with the drama of that. You know, when you watch something like Bojack Horseman that perfectly blends drama with comedy, and then you look at something like this where it's just all comedy and maybe seven minutes of the film is cut out at for drama and it just doesn't give it the room to breathe. So it ultimately, to me, feels inconsequential. Um, I did like the villain's goal was just to eliminate these gods, and they take the time to show us that these gods, a majority of them, are not worthy of their title. So you do kind of have that understanding, if not sympathy, for the villain's motivation. And that was another thing they could have, dealt with and nuanced and having Thor try to win him over in a conversation mm. and they kind of speed run that too they get to the end and it's just Thor's like no 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 you're really upset because you lost a loved one not because you want revenge that's not going to change anything and if they just given that more room to breathe they could have kept the comedy and maybe have more inventive action sequences. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I wasn't expecting or wanting that from this movie. I, I get what you're saying for sure. Um, but I think that just the quick going back and forth, the comedy to serious is kind of what this movie is about um, and just kind of the style that they're going for with Thor. And... Um, yeah, I just, I will agree that I think the fight sequences could have been a little bit longer. I think that is one of my biggest complaints of the movie. Um, but. Well, it's like what you were mentioning earlier. Like, you have that really cool gimmick of the shadow realm where you only have a sparse amount of color. I was expecting that to just be a visually stunning fight, and it was just okay. Yeah. Like a fight in the Shadow Realm where all you can see is the color from lightning and the yellow of his eyes uh, with shadows coming up, him just lurking from them. It could have been epic. Yeah. Also, they go on that side quest for the lightning bolt, and it's supposed to be the equivalent of an army. And I really didn't feel like it did much, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean,. I agree, um, but I think that was more so setting up for whatever else they got going on for the sequel. Um, yeah. One thing I am curious about, how many people were in the theater when you watched it? Oh, there was a good amount of people. I, when I stood up, I was actually shocked, and it was on a Monday night. 
Um, yeah, and there were a bunch of people in my theater too. And you know that issue that the Marvel movies have of late where they'll have a character come on the screen and they'll just kind of pause the movie for everyone to cheer for them? <laughs> yeah. They had that moment in this movie for Darcy <laughs> when she sits down. Like, the movie just stops for a minute, and she has some, like, facial expressions. It was dead silent in my theater. It was so quiet, I laughed when I realized what was going on. I was like, they think people are cheering for Darcy? What? I didn't even remember her name till she sat down and said it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Um, I, but... I just thought that was so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah it is i don't know uh i don't i guess i just this movie just caught me in a good mood or something because yeah i just really enjoyed it more so than any of the other thor movies and i think the uh my other thing with ragnarok i hate to keep going back to it but i didn't really like how they didn't have beta ray bill i really really wanted beta ray bill to be in ragnarok and the fact that he wasn't pissed me off (laughs) So that was a big no-no for me in that movie. Wait. Who? Beta Ray Bill. Do you know who that is? No. What What are you talking about? You don't know who Beta Ray Bill is? No. <laughs> Do you watch any of the Marvel com- like shows or have you read any of the comics with Ragnarok? No. Gotcha. Okay, well, Beta Ray Bill is another Thor from a different universe, and he was a huge part of Ragnarok in, like, the animated series and in the comics, and they have him on one of the buildings in Ragnarok as, like, a facial structure or whatever just to show that he was a champion there, but he wasn't in the movie at all, and that was a is that the horse face guy? Yes. They, okay. The fact that they the, didn't have him really pissed me off in Ragnarok. I'm pretty sure he was in um Planet Hulk, that animated movie. Yes. And I think that's the only thing I've seen of him. Yes. So yeah, again, not the biggest thing in the world but that i don't know just for me personally i think that that's what kind of turned me off to that movie hey Um, a huge thing about these movies is fan service so if you're a fan and they're not servicing you they're failing yeah but i mean overall good movie best Thor movie in my opinion um i really like i can never say his name the director um wakiki whatever his name is (laughs) (laughs) i call wakiki yes He's really funny. I don't really, didn't really like what we do in the shadows. I haven't really seen all of it, but that kind of humor is sometimes lost on me, but he's growing on me. I think he's doing a lot better. Um, and he made that movie that you recommended to me, um, Hunt for the Wilder People. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. That and Jojo Rabbit, which I really enjoyed. I also do love what we do in the shadows, the movie and the show. It's actually about come back on air i'm excited for that yeah i saw the trailer for it when i was there so i was like oh okay that's nice um but yeah again and again uh back to my roommate she's so annoying like when we were watching the trailers 
she would watch she watched we watched the beast trailer with Ichiro's elbow at the end of the yeah. trailer she said i'll watch that but that looks so dumb and again <laughs> i know exactly why she thinks it's dumb because she thinks that she knows the entire movie and again i know them they're gonna escape from the lion or the lion's gonna whatever they're gonna win they're gonna get away the lion's probably gonna eat the tourist guy they're gonna tear it we get the movie but yeah. that's <laughs> I'm still going to go into it and enjoy it. And she just right. cannot I'm, get past I'm going to see that movie to watch Idris Elba punch a line in the face. That's right. what I want to see. Like, that was my letdown for The Meg. I wanted to see The Meg because I wanted to see Jason Statham punch a shark in the face. And it didn't happen. And I was disappointed. Wow. And then the trailer for Nope came up. <clears throat> And she said, oh, this is that new Jordan Peele movie. I'm not even going to pay attention to it. And then just looked at her phone the entire time and did la, 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 la in her head. And I'm just like, I don't understand what you're doing here. Because, I again, the Note movie is about aliens. You're not going to get really that much out of this trailer. And... how do you feel like you can just predict the entire movie just for the trailer? Like, I get that there are some trailers that <coughs> really suck and really do do that to you the whole fucking movie. But yeah, again, but... that's not why... This is the same girl that loved and gave Cinderella five stars. You know what the fuck... Cin- or not Cinderella, 101 Dalmatians with uh, Cruella is what I meant. Yeah. You know that what the fuck is going on with Cruella? She fucking hates Dalmatians. Like, you know what's going to happen. Why is this so different from that shit? And then she also... uh, An ad came up for the subtitles for the movie. So, like, if somebody, you know, needs subtitles, they can have that little device and have that. And then she comments to me, she's like, I could never have that because I could not watch the movie and watch the subtitles at the same time. And I'm like, you just said that you thought that you could, you guessed the whole movie just from the trailer, but now you're saying that you can't take your eyes off the screen for one second to look at the subtitles to go back. Like you can't have it both (laughs) ways. You can't say that you've seen the whole movie from the fucking trailer, but then can't take your eyes off the screen for a second to, to read some subtitles. It's just like she's so flippy floppy with what she says. And it, I swear it only has to do with whether or not she likes the material. And then she comes up with this random shit that she says. It's just like, and I, there are a lot of people like that. It's not just her. There are a lot of people who just, whatever it is, they'll come up with an excuse as to why or they do or don't like it. And it's usually bullshit. <laughs> Okay, well, now that we're done talking shit about your roommate. <laughs> no, it, I, I do get annoyed when I have to listen to people give invalid criticisms, you know, or if their defense of something is just, oh, well, I liked it. It's like, okay, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I never want myself or anyone to not enjoy a movie. But at the same time, if everyone's response is, yeah, it's fine. Like, nothing improves, you know. Criticism is important. Um, And you get that a lot with Marvel, which is also why I kind of want to talk about Miss Marvel and just the MCU as a whole, now that Thor's just dropped and 
We've gotten six movies and five shows in the past 13 months. It's kind of crazy. Like, the COVID delays just pushed everything back, you know? Mm-hmm. And Miss Marvel hasn't finished yet. The final episode comes out tomorrow. But how far along are you and what are your thoughts on that? Um, I really like it. I think that it's a good, different, like it is the Marvel formula. It is, um, I would say, not overly complicated. It's giving me a good view of a different culture when it comes to superhero movies. And I think that that representation really matters. Um, it, I think it is one of Marvel's better shows. However, I'm not. It's it, I'm not in a rush to see it. Like I'm not caught up like you are. Um, I think I've only seen like the first four episodes, three or four. Um, whereas back when WandaVision was on, it was like every single week I was right there um, because I just had to find out what was happening. And I don't know if those were just because those were main Avengers and that was just off of the hype of. Um, everything that had just happened with Endgame and all that stuff, but I don't know. It's tough I, um, because For there me, is just so was... much content, like you're saying. It's just we have so much to consume nowadays. It's hard to be excited week by week. Right. Um, I'm actually loving Miss Marvel. I like it more than WandaVision right now. Um, WandaVision did keep me coming back more because of the mystery element, but Miss Marvel is intelligent enough to know that its story has been told before so they kind of speed run all the beats of the story that are common and relatable and redundant because you know that and they just kind of stylize the storytelling like with the um moving backgrounds to convey text and stuff like that but they take their time to let the cultural differences breathe like you were saying, like I'm getting more exposure to that culture and that world because the show is smart enough to know this is the original part of our story. This is what we need to give time to. And there's only six episodes. Five are out and the last one's about to drop. And it's actually refreshing because what we're at a place at the end of episode five where I have no idea how it's going to wrap up. You know, it seems like the show could already be done. If there wasn't another episode, I'd be like, okay, cool, cool, cool. There's um, some stuff to dive into in the next season. But, yeah, I don't even know where it's going to go. I assume it's going to set up the movie, Miss Marvels. But that's just kind of the nature of the MCU now, where the movies will lead into the shows, and then the shows will weave into the movies. And with so much extra content, how are you feeling about that? Um, I don't know, because I kind of am excited for Miss Marvel in the same way that I'm excited for America. Um, Charlie, it's just like, I, I want more and I, I, but I need, I don't know. I don't know what I need. It, it's tough because with so much going on, I don't know, like it was easier with the, um, other phase of MCU with the Infinity Gauntlet and the Stones because it was just easier to see the linear path that they were going down 
with this, it's just like, you don't know, we don't know if they're going in a direction with the 10 rings and the artifacts of the bracelet that Miss Marvel has. We don't know if they're going to lean more into the multiverse with, you know, what's going on with Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. And yeah, I don't know. I really just don't. Well, two things. One, there is supposed to be some kind of convention soon where Marvel's going to speak and give us um, more on the roadmap. I don't know if they're going to spell out what phase six is going to be, but you know, just give us an idea of where they're heading. But two, you're comparing this to phase three with the Infinity Stone, but that was like a three act structure that ended. So this is more akin to the first few Avengers movies. And we're actually seeing that, you know. We saw Iron Man, he got the um the superhero origin story, just like um Miss Marvel is currently getting, and we got Iron Man two where it kind of built out the lore and introduced some side characters like Thor Love and Thunder and Doctor Strange Two has done. And we just we're going back to basics. Everything's getting built up. They're just kind of establishing the characters that are going to be carrying this forward. And when you actually think about it, having another young, half-assed guardian, half-gore the god butcher, whatever kid that can control the Bifrost, that's a pretty cool character to set up. And mm-hmm. then you've got Miss Marvel and um, Monica Rambeau that are going to be teaming up with Captain Marvel. And we've got American Chavez who can jump through multiverses. We've got Doctor Strange more powerful than he's ever been. And we know that the Fantastic Four and X-Men are on the horizon. So honestly, yeah, there have been several times during this phase where I have felt like they're just testing stuff out to gauge reaction because I'm not sure they're going to bring back the Eternals. But at the same time, I do feel like they're just establishing pieces, and they've probably got a plan. They haven't messed up so far, so I'm down. I haven't gotten fatigued yet. I'm still enjoying the movies enough. Thor um, Love and Thunder was hilarious, despite my few problems with it. I enjoyed seeing it. I went and saw it with a bunch of friends. We all loved it. Had a great time. And we still talk every week about the MCU shows, so... It's going strong. After Miss Marvel, it's like a three-week gap, and then we go into She-Hulk, and I'm curious to see what that's about, you know? I'm curious to see what's going on with Hulk, and I'm curious to see where we're at in the timeline, because we know in Shang-Chi that the Hulk has went back to Bruce Banner, and his arm's still messed up. And from the trailer, it looks like He's still Professor Hulk in She-Hulk. So I'm just kind of curious to see what's going on in the overall universe, you know, get back to the lore of it all. 